Welcome everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is episode 113 of the Cardano Effect podcast. We have a very special guest who's joining us today. First of all, I'd like to thank the Cardano Foundation for sponsoring this podcast. And we have the CEO of the Cardano Foundation, Fred Grigard. We're very happy to have him on. And he was newly appointed as the CEO of the Cardano Foundation. We opened up a Reddit, so we want to thank everyone who dropped Reddit questions. And we have five categories, five topics that we'll be covering today. And we don't have a lot of time, so we're going to get right into the mix of things. The topics for today are going to be leadership, marketing, partnerships, finance, ambassadors, and privacy. So we're first going to start with leadership. So the first question for today, first of all, I'd like to welcome you, Fred. Um, where are you calling in from? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. What's going on? What's happening? So I'm basically uh, calling in from my basement. Uh, so I have a cozy basement, which I used to do a little bit of handicraft and relaxation in it. And uh, after COVID hit us, I had first like six months of lockdown uh, with my kids. And I turned my basement into a little bit of a home office. And uh, that kind of grew. And uh, as we are now in a lockdown or close to a lockdown in Switzerland, I'm still in my basement, huh? And I have two wonderful small kids uh, rumbling outside the door. And uh, with some of these podcasts and live streaming, they sometimes come in and say hi. So uh, if you see a little girl, a little boy coming in, uh, well, that's my kids. And uh, from a business perspective, you know, I'm, I'm just super thrilled uh, to have joined the Cardano Foundation. It's my absolute favorite project. That doesn't mean it's the most evolved project. It doesn't mean it's the, it's the one who's furthest ahead. But it's my favorite project in terms of my vision and my intentions about my corporate life, which has for the last 10, 15 years been about bringing trust back into banking and capital markets. And um, yeah, uh, I guess most of, of you guys have been watching my uh, CV and other things, right? So I don't want to bore you too much, right? But um, the trust equation and the adoption and how you actually bring this new technology stack, a new standard in technology, which is both open and inclusive into these institutionalized ecosystems and, and, and you know, and create that kind of adoption and traction is uh, some things was near and dear to my heart. And the same is uh, social good uh, and economic identity, uh, because I think that will bring not just GDP growth all over the world, but it will kind of establish the one truth. And if we can actually figure out something we can agree on, what is the truth? Maybe we as humans can come together and finally do something about the big problems we have ahead of us. If we still want to inhabit this earth or if we still want to, you know, uh, you know, solve some of these massive problems. Right. So. Uh, yeah. Great. So yeah. Hit That's me with great. some questions. I'm thrilled to speak to you. I'm happy to finally see you live. So uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And you have to kind of control a bit the depth, right? So you let me know okay. what's good. Okay. okay. Thank you for joining us, Fred. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank yes, you, Fred. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thanks for being on board. And uh, the first question comes from the leadership category, comes from a Reddit user called Dunk2K. The question reads, what problems do you feel Cardano is most appropriate to solve? Or what do you see are the biggest potential use cases? Yeah, fantastic question. So uh, I think about banking, I always say banking plus or financial services plus, because I believe that you know, the regulator has forced banking and financial services into a bucket around current accounts, debit, credit, maybe some transactions and some lending, but actually financial services so much more. And the banks and the insurance companies has forgotten that a bit. 
So everything from the tie I'm wearing today to the watch I'm wearing is all soaked into finance. So the whole supply chain topic uh, all the way through uh, to the bank account, to the transactions is all finance for me. And when I go even one step deeper, right, it's, it's how we interact as humans. It's what allows us to scale. It's what's wrong about globalization and why we need to focus more about local first, right? All of that has finance components. So if you want to have the short answer, I would like to focus on some of the very complex issues, the highly regulated issues, the issues which doesn't uh, cross the borders very easily, where identity is extremely important. And that is around financial services, insurance plus, as I said, supply chain tracking, specifically within pharmaceuticals, but also what's in that pill and how do we understand what's in there, thinking about COVID, you know, pandemic tracking. Uh, and then uh, I think... Uh, financial literacy or illiteracy is a big thing for me. So the whole academic uh, angle is important. And then obviously, uh, well, we're living just in the backbone of one big election right now. But I think the whole governance and governance as a service and wherever that comes in, if we, as I said before, if we can actually agree on things, we can also come together as humans and solve problems. So I think technology is one thing, but the human aspect always has to be augmented and amplified by that. So uh, therefore, public services is also something I might not have the biggest experience in, but it's very close and dear to my heart. Well, you have an extremely broad view of how this will fit. That is fantastic. Thank you, Fred. Appreciate it. And also thank you, Reddit user Dunk2K. Uh, the next question came from myself. It was on the list. That was from myself. And that was, uh, what is your plan to communicate the vision and status of the Cardano Foundation moving forward? No. <laughs> So uh, yesterday, I actually did a couple of hours filming. Uh, so we are planning to launch that very soon. So as you saw, we also had a little bit of a Reddit thread uh, around some questions from the communities. So uh, we, 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 we filmed that. I'm hoping it's coming out soon. And we also have a monthly review uh, in the pipe. So uh, I basically committed to do a monthly review uh, video. Uh, so we have to figure out the format and so on. But I'm actually going to film that later today. And internally, we had the first edition. Uh, and then obviously, uh, so I, I would say on a monthly basis, some kind of an update from me and the team of what's happening. And secondly, of course, we want to be a bit more active in the community around what have we actually achieved, because we've been probably a bit too silent uh, around that. And then thirdly, we're going to have some written reports on a, maybe two times a year who's going to put it in a bit of a better structure. And that's probably not so much to your listeners, it's, it's more to uh, the authorities, it's more to... Uh, the very large institutionals who need to have an activity lock and a tracking around uh, what's actually happening. And that's later then going to filter into the actual strategy, which we also can speak about today if you want to, where we uh, at a later stage have to not only hold the blueprints of the Cardano project, but we're also going to hold the documentation, including all the community improvements of that documentation. Because as you can imagine, if you want to build business critical infrastructure or life critical infrastructure on the Cardano protocol, well, you need to have some assurance and some documentation about how the bowls and the knots and the zeros and the ones actually connect. Uh, and that has to all be documented in a certain fashion, right? So we might as well start also taking over some of those aspects uh, in the near future. But obviously right now, IOG owns that process, right? But we need to start getting ready uh, to actually take that over because I think the community has some amazing suggestions about where the protocols should go. But to get that adoption around that, we need to create the security on the backbone of that. And I think that's a good role for the Cardano Foundation to have. 
if we want to be a one billion blockchain and actually bring the world together to solve these big problems. Yeah, that is awesome. And it's great to hear you're going to get some more video out there because, you know, our viewers would agree they would love to see more videos coming from you uh, in coming through the future. So thank you very much, Fred. Philippe, you got the next one, sir. Yes. Next question comes from Tay2387. What has been put in place to ensure that those in leadership roles have the right incentives to give their all to this organization and community? Yeah, so I read that question and I think that's an amazing question. So this is one of my top priorities um, to work on for, for the upcoming years uh, and also months, actually. So uh, here I just have to say there is some existing procedures and processes in place. I think they're, they're good, uh, but I would like to enhance that dramatically. Um, and it's probably also because of my career coming from investment banking and coming from PwC. I am used to... Uh, you know, to an environment where there is some very hard checks and balances. And I think the uh, responsibilities we have at the Cardano Foundation also deserves that there is some, um, some public checks and balances. And um, the first thing I would like to say is that around my values and the new leadership team, so Henrik is, of course, not new, right? But we've established a new executive leadership team. Two of the things we really talk a lot about is accountability and transparency. So those are the two things you're going to see a lot more of coming from us. And um, I'm just checking with our legal counsel. So one of the things I want to have back as well uh, on our website is, of course, the Genesis block around those early distributions and so on. But uh, we are a regulated entity and some things takes a little bit longer time. But uh, I'm very good at getting what I want as long as we don't take more risk on behalf of the community and the foundation as we should. So, so you get a lot more of that and it's uh, very high on my agenda uh, going forward. Nice. Okay. It's good to have someone who's good at getting what they want. That's good. I think people like you on Twitter. They're like, yeah, you're Chadley. You're Chad. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good word, right? Yeah, well, I'm not so, so active on Twitter, just to be honest, just, to, just because you're mentioning it, right? So Twitter is not really my medium, but I'm, I, I will try and uh, I'm reading a bit on Twitter but it's not the best way of reaching me. So, uh, okay. but uh, um, that's coming out a little piece around that as well, where, where my social handles are and so on. Right. But right now I'm best on LinkedIn. I got over 350 direct messages from uh, the community and people who is interested in, in my new role. And I'm proud to say I answered everything except 10 for today. Huh? So, wow. uh, um, but um, obviously there will be a time where I just can't do that. So I, I'm also trying to get down only on a few channels and that's also why we do it a bit more structured with you guys, uh, that you can get the, the attention you deserve uh, instead of it being randomized. Um, so putting Perfect. a bit of structure on that. Yeah, we kind of organize it. So we got 11 minutes left and we oh. have 11 questions. Uh, do we want to do a speed run without rushing it? You guys yes. good for that? Yeah, right, yeah, lead go run. for it. Let's so, see if we can do a speed run, 11 questions in 11 minutes. Can we do it? Let's try. Let's try it. So the next category is marketing. And yes. this comes from Reddit user Copace10. Will you discuss the plan to help bring Cardano to the masses? I feel like 99% of, of people have no idea what it is and how it can benefit our world. Thank you. Uh, yes. Um, so uh, this is because now this is the speed edition, right? Yes. So my focus around that will be uh, five words. Deployment, decentralization, governance, augmentation, and onboarding. And specifically around onboarding and deployment, you're going to see a lot around the marketing. And the biggest question we have around marketing is our role in the Cardano Foundation is not to push products, but it's to push impact and value. And we need to start doing that much more. And that also means that we need to take some 
non-marketing communications, both with uh, the governments, the regulators, but also with large institutions to change the culture that they understand that security is not a box you put something into. That's an architecture. And they're already adopting that in the cloud. And we need to be much more vocal around that. Okay, nice. I'm psyched. I'm pumped now. Fred, you got me psyched. I'm fired up. All right, the next one's from uh, TAE to 837. And the person asks, a lot of organizations have at least a five-year development plan. Does the Cardano Foundation have one in place, targeting markets and legislation? So yes, there is a plan in place, but obviously as I'm the new appointed CEO, I have a view on that as well. And my view is very much around implementation and execution, but I also think there is, uh, so I need to do some changes here. So you would see a new plan coming up and I will not announce when or give you false uh, hopes and expectation, but you will see that I will speak a lot more about this. So maybe even in our next interview and also today, if we have five minutes, I can already start uh, you know, saying some of the viewpoints around that. Um, so yes, we, we have something in place, but it's going to change also as IOG changes. The technology and the deployment of the technology has to go hand in hand with the role of the foundation. And if that doesn't work like that, then it, it won't fly, right? So okay. Awesome. Sounds good. You guys will be in sync. The next question comes from Regano ESQ. So you, I guess you can elaborate a little bit more, but you already spoke about communication. The question is, what is your communication strategy to the market? It says, to date, the Cardano teams have not been great at communicating the greatness of the platform and instead rely on academic analysis, for which no product in the history of man has been adopted based on academic analysis. Okay, so this is the fast round, right? So I think we could speak about this for an hour. So um, Eva Oberholz, my new chief of growth, um, I am a super big fan of her. I've seen what she's been able to do before, both in a very regulated context, but also with Bank Seba, which you probably know uh, as well. So uh, she's my first little card. Uh, I was happy to to uh, to see that we could hire. And the second part of it is I totally agree with the user uh, who wrote the question on the second half, and we need to address that. Okay, sounds okay. good. Nice. I want to quickly address something in chat. James says, let this man talk as long as he wants. Let's hear what he has to say. Fred is on a very tight schedule today. He's got like five other podcasts, so we only have a s small time slot with him. So we're trying to get to as many questions as possible. Just want to let the community know that. Yeah, we apologize for that, but that's just, that's how it is on a Friday. There we go. <laughs> All right, the next one was from Rebel Without Pause. Thank you, Rebel Without Pause. Do your connections in the banking industry give you the indication that they are starting to wake up to the idea that blockchain and cryptocurrency is here to stay? Great question. Yes. Nice. Okay. There's the answer. Yes. <laughs> Movie right. Man 1215. Hello. Does Cardano have a team targeting the Venezuela market? Venezuela is currently facing insane inflation and their fight against it is with Bitcoin. No, we do not. And... Um, yeah, we are looking at it, uh, but there is a lot of operational issues and the whole communication and, and, and strategy around what we do around these things has to be aligned first. But uh, Venezuela is on my radar and so is other high inflation countries. But again, we have to go in sync with the technology. And right now, if you look at what's launched from IoT and you look at what Venezuela really needs, it's not there yet. I had a really good call with an ambassador. Uh, I don't think he's an official ambassador, but one of the burning fans. 
And uh, we had a long chat about what's happening in Venezuela and also about the banked and unbanked and hyperinflation and so on. So I think I have a good idea of what's needed. I'm not the expert in the market, but we do have a big Hispanic community on our forum. And I read their threats and did a little deep L translation. And I'm pushing that back to my team as we speak. So we are aware of it, but it's not going to be the first things we do. We have to fix some other basic things first. And we need to launch a bit more of the technology stack first. Okay. All right. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, Fred. Wow, you can put out a lot of information very fast. Thank you. Sorry People about appreciate that. that. Oh, that's okay. Thank you. Uh, so the next one is uh, the category is partnerships. The question is from TAE2387. And the question is, can you inform the community as to what organizations, alliances, or initiatives that the foundation is a part of and what is the missions of the Cardano Foundation for these initiatives? For example, the Proof of Stake Alliance, the South Africa National Blockchain Alliance, Hyperledger, Actus, and so on. So the key question there is, can you inform the community about the organization's alliances and partnerships? No, I cannot do that yet, uh, but it's on my list. And I had a meeting this morning about it. I know this sounds really like everybody's saying, oh, I did it this morning, but actually I, I am compiling that list because the Cardano Foundation has done so many things and I need to get my head around. One thing is what have we done? Another thing is what are we going to do in the future? And how does that align uh, with our value web, which is the community around us and how we start brokering connections to create more impact and value. So it's, um, it's something I want to do, but I'm not ready to do it yet. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Let's transition from partnerships over to the finance category. We have a question from Sunray Nucleon. Fred, can traditional banks store some portion of their holdings in ADA? Absolutely. So the okay. question is, why are they not doing it? huh? Uh, and again, this would be probably another hours uh, talk right but the big question is right now absolutely i see no reason why they couldn't and i already know a few banks who can do this but i'm not allowed to mention their names due to the you know they feel they're a bit in the regulatory turmoil and i need to agree with them before i kind of put them out there to the whole community right but it already you can already do it today and there is possibilities uh, for this in the future and i'm going to be as a banker i know what buttons i need to to press huh yes yeah, and thank you. That is a great answer. So more to follow, I guess. More to follow in the future. You'll be following up on that. All right. So Cardano5 asks, in the same category, finance, how does the Cardano Foundation receive funding? Can the community vote to cut CF funding if they are not doing their job? So it's kind of a two-part question. How does the Cardano Foundation receive funding? Yeah, so it's coming back to the uh, what I said before. I think it's absolutely necessary that the community understand that we only received funding one time based on the original voucher sale. And I know the information is already flowing out there. So if you dig on the channels, you will find that. But besides that, we are not getting any funding at all, zero. Now we do have some ADA, as I know the community is also tracking, and we are putting that to use. As you saw, we've one of the first things I did was I did an official staking strategy. So who are we staking to and why? Because I think it's so important that we support the decentralization and we support the smaller stake pool operators, right? But we're also monitoring all of this with the rankings and URI and Atlas and so on. But the only earnings we have right now is uh, from staking and we are not getting anything from the community. But I could imagine that in the future that we will be starting to help people to come with great suggestions for improvements through the decentralized fund. And I could even imagine a future where we will apply for funding from the decentralized fund. And in that case, the community will vote on the quality of work we are doing. 
But currently, we are not being funded by the community uh, and we are not being funded by anybody else. And I could also imagine a world where the work we are doing is so good, like other great foundations, that some people would actually choose to proactively fund us because of the work we do. But I think we are not in that place yet. But uh, that is my ambition level. We need to be, you know, we need to portray so much value generation out there that people is willing to give us money because we can do this better than, than the private individuals can do. Awesome. Thank you. And our Reddit users ask really tough questions and thank you for being able to answer that so well. We only have two questions left in three minutes. Next one. For Go for me. it. <laughs> All right. We're switching from the finance category to the ambassadors category. So we have another question from Tate2387. Thanks for all the wonderful questions, by the way. Have you all thought about creation of a depository to provide talking points to your Cardano ambassadors? For example, updates, partnerships, and vision statements. Yes. And I also would like to say, I think we we want to do a, a no, new version of the ambassador program as well. And we want to invite some of the current ambassadors, but also some other people who has not been a part of the ambassador uh, part to actually participate in how we shape that in the right way. But I think we can get much more traction out there with that. And Eva is already looking at that with Jaco and some of the other guys and girls in our team. Again, it's not something we just do tomorrow, uh, but it, we are looking at it and we are... Uh, we want to do more, more ambassadors, more traction. Awesome. Thank you. And there's some wonderful people out there who will make great ambassadors. So it's fantastic. Last question. All right. And this is one on privacy from Emes on Reddit. Thank you, Emes. The question is, can you briefly describe the privacy of Cardano transactions? Running businesses on Bitcoin means easy access to important financial data by any third party due to the public ledger. Does Cardano protect their users from being spied on? So key question is privacy and protecting users. Yeah. So um, let's go back to the question before. If you want to have more banks to, hold, to be able to hold ADA, uh, then uh, a fully privacy coin is not the right way forward. They just can't handle that kind of stuff. And the same with the exchanges. So currently the privacy features is very, very similar to what you see in Bitcoin. So if you're familiar with Bitcoin, it's nearly one-to-one. -one. There is one difference right now if you look at the architecture and that is around how we do staking, which obviously Bitcoin doesn't do, which allow you a little bit less privacy than what you actually have on the, on the Bitcoin protocol. Yeah, uh, if people can run a business on Bitcoin, they can run a, B a business on ADA. And as you probably heard about the Bitcoin standard, uh, I'm already starting to speak about the ADA standard because I feel people should run their business on ADA. I agree. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you, Fred, for answering all of these questions and getting getting the information out there. We appreciate it. Philippe, anything else, sir? I think that's it. I know your time is limited. I wanted to leave you with the final words. Do you have any last words for the viewers and listeners of the Cardano Effect? We appreciate you, Fred, and you're welcome on this podcast anytime. Final words. I don't want final words. It should be more like a see you again, hopefully soon kind of a statement. Well, what I really want to talk about, I guess, is what can the Cardano Foundation do and what can it not do? And where do we fit into the ecosystem? And we didn't have a lot of time on that, but I think we have a couple of minutes. So if it's okay with you, I will use those minutes to speak a little bit about uh, the strategy going forward. Uh, it's not set in stone yet, but I think there's two things you have to be kind of very aware of, right? So the first thing is that 
IOHK or IOG is doing an amazing job bringing this fantastic product and fantastic new standard of technology out into the market. In the Cardano Foundation, we have nearly no developers and we have no technical implications of how we can bring that into IOG. That's not where we belong. That's not our role in the world. When we speak about that we are the holders of the Cardano blueprint, it also means that we need to build up more technical resources. So we need to have more technical resources, but it's not because we are going to you know, do real development as such. That is going to be a community-led project in the future. So what is, what, what is our space? Where are we going to live? And I think in the first phase, the first phase is very much around the foundation enabling and deploying IOG in the best possible way to deploy this beautiful protocol all the way through Voltaire and Basha. Huh? So what can we do to basically onboard and help around augmenting this for IOG? And I think a lot of people is talking about that the foundation has a lot of direction on what IOG actually is developing, but they have a very set roadmap and we have a very clear vision of what that looks like and how that end product is going to be. So the first part uh, would be very much around onboarding, right? So when you're talking about Shelly, Shelly brought us 1,300 or 1,500, depending on how you count, right? Stake pool operators. So how do we support them? How do we bring security around that? How do we augment the business models around that? When the K factor now is going to be changed, right? What does that actually mean, right? And that's, I think, where the foundation has to start stepping in and taking some ownership. Now, very soon we are going to get Gogan. We're going to get smart contracts. I think all of us are praying for this, right? And there might even be some really cool interoperability and other things up our sleeve, which we can come up with, right? But that also means we're going to get hundreds and thousands of developers, right? But what are they going to develop? And how are we going to onboard them? How are we going to support them? What kind of documentation are they going to have? You know, they're going to have a, a, a kind of a GitHub, right? So they're going to have a stake exchange. What, you know, how does that whole ecosystem look like? How many of those people are Haskell developers? How many are used to other languages such as Java or Solidity and so forth, right? Then on top of that, we're going to get governance as a service, which means that we're going to get politicians and enterprises. And bear in mind, these enterprises are very interested in what can a community-led project do to hard folks? Because if you are a bank uh, or if you are a pharmaceutical company, you're not going to build critical infrastructure if a community can vote for a hard fork without them deciding. So all this governance part has to be described and we have to take a much bigger role in helping and describing and communicating and listening to these people who's going to guide us in the future. Now, then, the, then of course, then DeFi and all those things are coming on top of that as well. Then in phase two is where, where uh, IOG basically lets go of the reins and it becomes a truly community-led project, right? When I say truly, it's not because it's not community-led today. It's just because then you know, the community basically holds and votes towards left or right, right? And I think there, you know, there's going to, as I said, we're going to be the holders of the blueprint, right? But much more importantly, when people are then getting economic traction and we are seeing, you know, the hundreds and thousands of people start using this, is there still enough people who is focusing on doing social good with this piece of tool? How do we interact around bringing down the culture and the part that people has been building on legacy and legacy and legacy system on top of each other. And suddenly we have this green field where we can do different things. So I think, you know, we need to be the magnet 
of this value web. And we need to start brokering value between the participants, not just that the participant comes and uses the protocol, but how do we generate these businesses around those people? And I think, so these two phases are, are extremely important for me and they need to be much more well-defined, right? But we need to start speaking about what can we do as a foundation? What is our role? How do we support IOG, right? And how do we grow this beautiful protocol in the future to make the impact which the world really needs? Nice. Perfect. That was the most action-packed, information-packed wrap-up of the Cardano Effect we've ever had. I'm <laughs> fired up. I'm pumped. We're going for number one, Fred. You're our quarterback. You're our quarterback. <laughs> People love you already. You I can guys. tell. I can tell. I see it all over the place. Thank but you, it, Fred. It will, it will take a bit of time. Huh? These things are not something we do from day to day. But uh, I will tell you, I will not rest in my position until we get real traction and we get some speed around this. Nice. I love the energy. I love the enthusiasm. The future is looking bright. Let's get it done. Fred Grigard, CEO of the Cardano Foundation. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, listeners. And until the next episode of the Cardano Effect. Bye, everyone. See you guys. <laughs>